welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life by examining various doctrines of the Christian faith. I'm Robert Kane, And I'm Rick Gromlich. Welcome back. Hey, Rob, good to see you. We are good to see you. It's good to see, it's good to be seen. It's good to be in the presence. Of me? Of you. Oh, stop. Yeah. What a a gift. Oh, what a gift it is. We are in person. Yeah. Which we have not been in a minute. Much more more than that. More than, uh, admittedly, admittedly. Uh, More than a minute. Far be it for me to try and deceive you or any of the listeners. Yeah. You're a terrible Um, liar. It has been more than Rob, try to lie to me. Lie to me about something right now. It's just... Just lie. You look really good, man. No, no, okay, I try to lie. That's the truth. I like it. But now, that's our baseline. That's the baseline because that's okay. Now try to, to lie. Ah, uh, man. You you, know are what? you are you a good liar? Have I you, used to be. Yeah. I used to be a very good liar. Um, are you lying? <laughs> Hopefully, I'm not lying. Um, but okay. yeah, I uh, I used to be very talented at. Falsifying, like with your parents, teachers. All uh, the above. I mean, not say all the above, but God. thankfully, I just became less and less comfortable lying as the as I grew in my relationship with the Lord. There and now, I would say that I'm not a great liar. Really? Not to say that I never lie. I mean, I'm sure there are times when. Well, if you said it, that would be a lie. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm I'm definitely not as good at it as I used to be, which I'm thankful for. Praise well, God. What's uh? What's the last big lie you told? Oh, I don't know. Oh, come on. Tell us. The last one? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't. Um, this feels weird that I'm even thinking about this right now. Last, I don't know. Oh, come on. I don't know. When, when we, then, when we then, talk about then lying. Did you, you, like, graduated seminary? Would that be one? <laughs> yeah. No, I actually did. Yeah, it's a lie. Um, but I, I remember one time being, like, at the YMCA in town with a buddy and knew I wasn't a member. Yeah, yeah. And so we like get in. We're like, they had video games there at the time, so we're playing video games. And how, how they, long ago was this? This was I was probably in elementary school, maybe oh, wow. maybe middle school. Jeez. Um, but my mom just dropped us off, and I go in there, and he's like, he's like, how are we supposed to like get in? How are we supposed to play or anything like that? So we walk right past the desk, like, yeah, but like we belong. And then I go into the area where there's the video games and they're like yeah you gotta you gotta check in i'm like oh okay no problem they're like what's your phone number and give it to them and name and they're like we're not finding you and i just totally like yeah my mom just registered today like we're probably just not in the system yet like she's it's it's in the process so conniving little middle schooler they're like oh okay like go go ahead and that's pretty witted like quick wit there to to lie like that i Congratulations. Not proud of it. Not proud well, of it. I don't but trust at the time, anything you say anymore. At the time, I was... Pretty proud of it. Good at falsifying information. High school? Did you cheat in high school? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. College? Yeah. 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 Uh, seminary? <laughs> no, not... I, uh, be honest. I am. I am. I, <laughs> if I did, I can't think yeah. of when it actually happened in seminary because I, I just felt too bad about that. But like even in college, like... like Hey man, like, can I see your homework? Right. Like, you just start to become more sensitive. Like, what actually is cheating? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. elementary school would be like leaning over my buddy's shoulder to see what the answer was. Right. High school, it's like, hey, can you just like, just tell me what the answer yeah. is? <laughs> College is like, hey, can I see your homework so yeah. that I can just kind of better understand What's going how on? you came to the answer right. and just, just at the same time jot down the answer? <laughs> like, but just became more and more sensitive to it. And I was like, you know what? Like, I just, I do not feel comfortable yeah. even flirting with that line 
in seminary, and so I'm not trying that to be paper I wrote or anything for you. Yeah, I, I, that that doesn't count. Okay. You know, <laughs> so it's funny. I didn't re- remember this till you mentioned that, but I think I remember when you were in undergrad having the conversation about cheating, and you're like, "Yeah, like I don't know, man," because this this one of the roommates was like ticked off at someone because they were they would not share their homework or share the answers. Yeah. And the guy's like, he's getting all mad about it. And the guy's like, I can't, I can't let you cheat like that. Or you can't cheat off me anyway. It's like, I can't stop you from cheating. And you're talking about how you're like, I never really thought it before, but like that guy was right. Like he, he shouldn't cheat. Yeah. And it's just, I totally forgot about that, which is super random because we're having a really random conversation here about your ethics. But, um, <laughs> I just remember having that conversation with you. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Years and years ago. I don't remember that at all. But how did we even get on the topic of lying? Well, talking about just... talking about the Sabbath, Lord's Day. Yeah, well, you shouldn't lie on that day either. Oh, certainly not. But neither should you lie on. Is any it day. worse to lie on the Lord's Day than it is any other day? No. Okay. Just clarifying. It's just as equally wrong. Yeah, and as we record this, we yeah. happen to be recording. Yeah. On a Saturday, the Lord's Day. No, no. <laughs> Seventh Day Adventist over here. Uh, no, we're, SDA, we're recording please? on the Lord's Day. And so we're working. Dude, so we're working? here's the thing. Last, last week, we dropped the episode on coronavirus, right? The day we dropped it, the NBA postponed their season. Yeah. Mike DeWine, the governor of Ohio, came out, said all schools, like shut three down. weeks, shut yeah. down. Um, and we expect there to be 100,000 undiagnosed cases of coronavirus in Ohio. And we expect that number to double every six days. Like, dude, we dropped that episode providentially, yeah. like on the right day. <laughs> Are but you, now I was listening. Saying, I was listening to part yeah. of it before I came over here, and I'm like, dude, our information was like so outdated. Even though it was the most up to date information, like yeah. we recorded Tuesday night, yeah, and drops Wednesday, and I'm like, yeah, like it looks like there's some quarantine zones, and there's like three confirmed cases in Ohio, up in Cuyahoga County, and <laughs> then the whole gates get busted open. It's like, wow, we were way. Yeah. That information was outdated real quick. Hey, that's how it goes. Are you saying that now we're going to drop this episode and everyone's going to take a Sabbath next week? Or? Mm. I mean, we kind of are resting. Everything shut just, down. Everything shut down. Church service, not proclamation church. No. Far be it. Far be it from us to yeah. close. We're a small crowd, so um, I told our, our people this morning, if any of us go to Kroger or Walmart, like we're exposed to twice as many people as we are being together on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And I just made it really clear for people who were sick or people who felt sick or were just concerned like by all means feel free to stay home yeah don't feel any obligation here's some great resources here's some sermons um that kind of thing so yeah capitol hill yeah canceled their services for the first time in 102 years well that's terrible <laughs> yeah how'd you like to let that happen on your watch Jeez. <laughs> so what do you think so okay so a lot of so churches if it progresses i'll just say if it progresses and gets worse we might cancel next week yeah, but yeah we'll take yeah. it by a week by week yeah, a lot of churches right now are doing live stream yeah um are there, and a lot of them have already called it for the rest of the month yeah yeah, yeah. which i mean they're trying to utilize technology but yeah perfectly fine um other churches like capitol hill for instance i read their little i didn't read all their statement but I read some of it just kind of Mm-hmm. As someone who is pursuing pastoral ministry, I'm interested to see how pastors shepherd their people during this. And they, um, someone asked on Twitter, um, like, is there a theological reason that, that you would not live stream? And the guy was asking genuinely, like mm-hmm. he wasn't being facetious. Um, and Mark Devers' response was one that I hadn't heard yet, but I respect. 
was, uh, yep, uh, actually, we our hope is that in not gathering, um, what, what we don't want to do is have people mistake the real thing for only a part of the real thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, the sermon is important, but it's not the whole thing. Right. Like the Lord's gathering or the Lord gather, gathering of the Lord's people on the Lord's day is more than just a sermon, right. just to hear a sermon. So we don't want them to mistake part of the thing for the real thing. And we hope that um, as they are absent and they don't gather, that their hearts long for the real thing so that when we come yeah. back together, it'll be a sweeter time. Yeah. I was like, oh, like, praise God for that response. Yeah. That's, that's helpful to think there through. So a lot of churches making tough decisions right now. Yeah. Our information from the last episode clearly way outdated. Um, well, it's just it, it's a it's a very fluid situation. Um, so yeah. it can't really it's hard to have up to date information when you record and then release yeah. hours. But that later. was like one of the most like bam bam record release yeah. episodes we've ever done. Probably Tuesday night. Ever. Yeah, like at nine o'clock. I don't remember last time we recorded it. I think I got before. it posted, like edited everything up by like. 11:15, so it was like 45 minutes before it actually drops yeah and we were still outdated good job <laughs> yeah um yeah it, two things one just we're obviously all going through the corona thing together this is sunday this will release on wednesday, wednesday. i mean it could release earlier but Lord willing. i don't think we'll release it earlier um and so there could be a lot of different things by wednesday so we're not gonna make a whole lot of comments on that but just encourage people continue to um be like Christ. Uh, I told our congregation this morning, hey, two things you really need to remember. A, God is still good and sovereign, and he's in control in control over all things. Yep. And then we as Christians have a unique opportunity opportunity to respond um, to, to this that's starkly different than the rest of the world because we offer hope and joy and peace despite what the world says or despite what happens and um, when there's a global pandemic people kind of sober up a little bit and they're willing to to listen and they're ultimately they're longing for a savior and that's christ um so just encourage people to be safe wash your hands um and uh care for those around you but we are talking about the lord's day this is uh we call that sunday the early church calls it the lord's day we're gonna go through the abstracts um just for a quick refresher we are kind of our baseline is the um, 1858 abstract of principles, and then we look at that, and we look at the 1833 New Hampshire Confession, and then the 1689 London Baptist Confession, confession, which is very similar to the 1649 Westminster Confession. 1647. 47. Get your um, dates wrong, or get them right, man, because it's going to make all the difference. I don't think anyone cares if it was two days. <laughs> Um, put those glasses yeah, on. I'm about, I'm about ready to read, so I'm put these on. <laughs> um, and I'm going to go ahead and read through the abstract, and then we can just dump it. And Take it away. D- dump it. <laughs> You're usually going to dump it. <laughs> we'll jump in. <laughs> take a dump. All right. Uh, all right. This is a 16. No, 15. 15. Golly, 18. Eight. <laughs> Would you like me to read it? I'm flustered. Eight. No, I got this. 1858. Thanks, Rob. You're welcome. <laughs> this is the. 18- I believe in you. You've got this. I hate tests. Someone made me do long division today. I was like, man, when was the last time I did? Any of us did long division? I would not be able to right now. It was a really simple one. That's good. It was all even numbers. So okay, why don't you read this? Okay. <laughs> all right. Forget I said anything. Um says, the Lord's Day is a Christian institution for regular observance and should be employed in exercise of worship 
in spiritual devotion, both public and private, resting from worldly employments and amusements, works of necessity and mercy only accepted. Mm. Boom. So, essentially, when it comes to the Sabbath, we call it the Lord's Day, it's Sunday, um, there's a couple different views on it that are within probably the Protestant tradition. And one is that um, this the hard Sabbatarian view that is, hey, this is still pretty much Old Testament law is still functioning on the Lord's Day. So we don't work. We don't go. Right? We gather as a body. But other than that, we don't do any kind of work. We don't, you know, anything else is pretty much um, off the table unless it's basic necessity and you do much most of your preparation the day before very much like the, the Jewish Sabbath, uh, how they still practice it today. Um, and then there's the more kind of new covenant, I would say, belief that we believe in rest, but we ultimately believe the Sabbath has been fulfilled in Christ. Yeah. And so we don't have to, we're not bound by the law to keep the Sabbath as far as not working or not doing anything. While at the same time realizing that this is a rhythm of the Lord, we do need to be a people of rest and, and who Sabbath well. But it's not mandated, yeah. In this way, yeah. And and I would agree, I would agree with you on there, um, on that. There are thank you, I appreciate that. There are people who I have a lot of respect for who are strict Sabbatarians. And, Can you name any? Uh, and I would no, know. I'm not, not going to name names. Oh, I was just referring to like personal friends that. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but then there are also, I mean, typically. I didn't know Zach was a Sabbatarian. <laughs> Stop. Typically. Um, the like more there's there's a term called TR which is like totally reformed. A lot of those folks are going to be uh, more Sabbatarian. Not to say they all are, but they're they're yeah sorry. What were you gonna say? Nothing. What were you gonna say? Nothing positive. Okay. No. Rick, you know you know what I've heard. If you uh, if you can't you say, anything say anything positive, positive? don't, don't say anything at all. all. <laughs> are you actually gonna say what you're gonna say? Okay. Um. So and, and they it's not that they don't have a good argument or anything like that. Like they. I mean, even things like infant baptism, I uh, like. I can see how they came to that conclusion. Right. And I and, and I respect. And to clarify, they, just if you're if you're an infant baptizer, paedo baptist, doesn't yeah. mean you're a sabbatarian. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm just yeah. using two examples of arguments that I disagree with. However, it's not. Argument. Yeah, it's Correct. not for lack of biblical backing. Right. I mean, they're they're putting together the text. They just put it together in a slightly different way, and so I, I respect that. Um, I respect that you respect it. Mm, thanks. However, I would agree with you that yep. I think our ultimate Sabbath rest <coughs> is found in Christ. Is that the coronavirus? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I bring you into my house. I know. And I bring the corona into your house. Um, no alcohol in my house. So, yeah. So, what, what, what ends up happening is um, we still need to honor the sabbath it's just how do we do that now mm -hmm. well i would say that and i think the scriptures would agree that we do that by gathering together mm -hmm. and being reminded of the one who is our mm -hmm. sabbath rest who is christ yeah. and so i mean we see it so one of the things i want to point out with the with the abstract is that it says the lord's day is a christian institution for regular observance yeah. and so we see in the new testament that there's this regular observance of what they call the Lord's Day. We see this in Acts 20, mm -hmm. verse 7, where it says, On the first day of the week, when we were gathered together to break bread, Paul talked with them, intending to depart on the next day, and, and talks about how he had this long sermon. But they gathered on the first day of the week, mm 
Sabbath used to be the last day of the week based off the Old Testament on the seventh day, God rested. Now we, as followers of Jesus, as Christians, we gather on the first day in remembrance of Jesus's resurrection because he was resurrected on the first day of the week. And so we gather then and it says that they gathered to break bread and they heard a sermon. And so we see um, elements of the ordinances with the Lord's Supper, breaking bread and um, hearing the word, seeing the word. Um, but then we see in 1 Corinthians 16, 2, um, Paul's writing to the Corinthians. He says, on the first day of every week, each of you is to put something aside and store it up as he may prosper so that there will be no collecting when I come. And he's telling them like, hey, when you gather on the first day of the week, you're to put aside funds. And this is a passage for tithing. And so um, there's other references to the Lord's Day, like in Revelation 1.10, when John says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's passages here that we could go through, but essentially when we say the Lord's Day, we're referring to the first day of the week. And the Abstract of Principles talks about how it's a regular observance. Right, right. Hebrews 10.25 mm-hmm. says, and let us watch out for one another, starting in verse 24, and let us watch out for one another to provoke love and good works not neglecting to gather together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other and all the more as you see the day approaching. And so we are commanded in scripture to gather, to not neglect the gathering. And we see that the New Testament pattern is on the first day of the week, which they called and we call today the Lord's Day. It's interesting how over time, like culture, I mean, just... You see, as you, as you made the argument, the, uh, the regular gathering, and you see lay out the scriptures, and then because we, we believe God created all things, right? Um, you see how other other religions and other just practices yeah. begin to say, hey, you know what? It looks like a pattern of rest is a helpful thing. And it, it's not as helpful if it's sporadic, mm-hmm. if it's like, oh, I got one day this week and next, you know, a month later, I got a day of rest or whatever. But when it's consistent uh, resting, uh, sorry, my phone's um, oh, man. Consistent resting, in kind of almost in a meditative reflection. Now we believe you you focus on the Lord, and there's this point of gathering, and then uh, the the really famous passages in Hebrews ten twenty four to twenty five about encouraging and spurring one another. Do not forsake that. And people will often say, listen, you need to be here all the time when the doors are open. You need to be this and that. And th- that's true. You get to assemble together to make those things happen. But just being in the same room doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be encouraging one another or spurring one another on. So you have to be intentional uh, with with why you're gathering. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So I'm going to read the uh, um, New Hampshire. And then we can pull some things out of there if we want to. But this yeah. is the 1833. The 1853 um, is less Rob's Sabbatarian, which is one of the reasons why we're using it as our statement of faith at Citizens Church. But the Lord's Day passage for um, the 1833 New Hampshire is section 15, and it says this. Of the Christian Sabbath, that the first day of the week is the Lord's Day, or Christian Sabbath, and is to be kept sacred to religious purposes by abstaining from all secular labor and sinful recreations, by the devout observance of all means of grace, both private and public, and by preparation for rest which remaineth for the people of God. 
So we already kind of talked about that the first day of the week is the Lord's Day or Christian Sabbath. But one of the things that um, I like about the 1853 is that it kind of hones more so in on that last sentence that says, and by preparation for rest, which remaineth for the people of God. And so when we gather, we're reminded, do you need to take a call? Oh, man. Okay. So um, when we gather on the Lord's Day, Rick's stepping out right now to take a call. So this must be an important pastoral thing. So let's see if I can keep this going uh, without having to pause. But when we gather on the Lord's Day, it is um, to be reminded of the gospel that, hey, we as a people are coming together first and foremost with the church gathering to glorify God. Secondly, um, it's for fellow believers. Um, uh, you need to go. Cat, all you got a what? Dad's cattle are out. Oh, no. Okay, so we're going to have to pause this thing. But anyways, let me finish this thought. Um, first and foremost, it's for God. Secondly, it's for fellow believers. You're trying to remind and encourage fellow believers um, that they have received the gospel, that... Um, that the gospel being us being separated from God because of our sin, God being perfectly holy, us having sin, sent Jesus who lived a perfectly righteous life, perfectly holy life, a life without any sin, without any unrighteousness, and that all those who have embraced him as their Lord, as their Savior, as their treasure, now inherit his righteousness, and um, their sin is paid for by Jesus. We see this in 2 Corinthians 5, 21, that God made him who knew no sin to be sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Now, we want to remind one another of this, to find our identity in him, in Jesus. And that's one of the reasons we gather is because we are people who quickly forget. We forget that we are found in Christ and we start to find our identity in our job or in our spouse or in friends or in the size of our house, or the how nice of a vehicle we drive, or how much money we make, we easily forget. And I, I'm i totally guilty of this. <coughs> There's that coronavirus cough. Um, I probably shouldn't joke about that. But <coughs> um, we so easily forget. So Hebrews commands us together. But then first and foremost, it's for God. Second, it's for fellow believers. Um, and third, it's for non-believers, so that um, those who may be in our presence on the Lord's Day, Paul talks about this in 1 Corinthians, I believe it's 14, that um, they would hear the gospel. And so when we gather, um, we are being reminded that our rest is in Jesus, that we can stop working for salvation, that we no longer have to strive to earn salvation, that we certainly want to exhort one another to love and good works, as Hebrews 10, 25 says, but those good works are not going to produce salvation, but rather the salvation that we have received in Christ produces those good works. They are a result. They are an after effect of a changed life, of a new heart. So that is one of the primary reasons in which we gather so that we can be reminded of the rest that we have now from working for our salvation because it's already been earned for us in Christ, but also for the rest that we're going to have eternally in Christ, who is our Savior, and that not only do we get to rest now, but there is an eternal rest that is coming when he returns, that we can rest from the, the labors of the world, from the effects of sin, 
and we will ultimately rest in his presence forevermore. So look, guys, there is, there's a lot more, certainly, that could be said on this. Um, but Rick just peaced out. So it's just been me in here for, I don't know, until since you heard him up and leave. Um, and apparently, so his family, they own a farm and they have cattle. Apparently the cattle got out. So Rick is frantically getting things together to go over there and help. And I actually want to help as well. So there's so much more that could be said. So, um, I would check our rec- uh, an episode that we did in the past on the Sabbath. If you just go to our website, type in Sabbath, you'll see that previous episode, and I'll, we'll link to it in the show notes. So if you go to simpletheology.org, look at this episode, you'll, you'll see a link to that previous episode in our show notes there. But if you want to reach out to us, if you have any other questions, things that we didn't get to address in here, um, you can reach out to us at info at simpletheology.org. You can shoot us a call. Leave us a voicemail at uh, 614-233-1098. You can also um, head over to our website, and there's a section there where you request a topic. You can fill out something there. You can reach out to us on social... <coughs> Speaking too fast. <laughs> you can reach out to us on social media and use the hashtag SimpleTheologyPod. You can reach out to us on Instagram at SimpleTheologyPod, on Facebook, facebook.com slash SimpleTheology, and... I think I covered everything there. Email address, phone number, social media, yeah, website. You guys know how to get in touch with us. If you have any questions, feel free to to shoot them our way, and we'll do our best to answer them, maybe do a, a mailbag episode. But uh, this episode's cut a little bit short. Apologize for that, but uh, hopefully we'll be back at it, and hopefully the cattle get back in. We'll give you an update on the next episode on how that went. So in the meantime, hope you guys have a great week. Stay healthy. Uh, Be praying for your neighbor as we try to love God and love one another in light of the coronavirus. So um, if you are in an area with elderly folks, maybe offer to, um, to go grocery shopping for them. Let them know like, hey, you don't need to go out if you want. Just give me a list. I'll go pick some stuff up for you. Um, but let's love our neighbors well during this time. So that was kind of off topic, but wanted to throw that out there before we head out. All right. Peace out, y'all. Thanks. Thanks.